A tired of mankind was killed by these three plagues, by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone, which presided out their mouths. Revelation 9.18 Oh, this seems a familiar. Where I have seen this stuff before. And this episode of The Lunch Boys, Ryan and Henry look as godless Western civilization crumbles before their very eyes. Let's listen what they have to say. Welcome to The Lunch Boys. I'm Henry, and today I have with me the beautiful, the tall, the well-read, the libertarian crusader, Ryan. <laughs> Sup? That's me. Unfortunately, today is just the two of us. Jake is doing secret things, and so we've got to kind of hold down the fort without him. And I think that's also going to be the case next week. So, yep. here we go. And little did everybody know, he was actually the glue holding us together. No, it's true. Because Henry and I uh, have a little grace. Oh, my. <laughs> with incompetence. Especially so. because I think the next episode that we do, that's when really the goose is going to get loose. Because we're going oh. to tackle conspiracies and it's going to be awesome. But yeah. this week, we just thought we'd kind of take a step back, look at our society. A lot's changed in the last six months for the worse. Yep. Would you agree? I, I would argue. <laughs> Objectively, <laughs> yeah. So everything from the virus to protests to subsequent riots, peaceful, fiery ones. And not to mention uh, to, this. To literal, literal fires. Right. Just to not protest related. <laughs> tornadoes made of fire in California. Mm. With a really bizarre presidential election. And I guess we just kind of wanted to take a step, look at what's going on. Does any of this make sense? I would venture to say there's a there is a underlying theme to a lot of this. I yeah, I would argue the underlying theme is government incompetence. Oh well, that because that's just every argument I make about everything. <laughs> I think that's the underall like about everything. <laughs> In general, it kind of feels like it feels like someone is trying to overthrow the norm that we had for better or for worse, right? For worse. Well, that too. Yes. But it all kind of started in 2016. <laughs> That's when stuff really heated up, right? We get yeah. Trump and his whole, I'm going to drain the swamp and whatever that attempt looks like to now everybody that has any kind of mouthpiece is against him. Fascinating. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen that before. At least not to this degree. Right? Uh, yeah. Because I, I think, uh, I mean, and that gets into the argument of like... 90% of the media is just a DNC mouthpiece. But why? Because uh, in theory, Republicans want to decentralize control. It never happens. It's strange, but that's, but that's like, the theory. Corporate media <laughs> is privately owned. So it just it makes you wonder, what is the prerogative for all this? So uh, apparently, and like I'm 89% sure what I'm about to say, that one of the biggest like financial contributors to Fox News, for example, is Boeing. Sick. So like they have an interest in playing the game of whoever's like promoting the the warfare welfare state. Oof, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not great. 
It's not, um, and like I remember, I remember reading something about it, and it's kind of like that across the board. Like there's there's shady sponsors at basically every corporation that is very politically tied, so they have right. very much an interest in their person or their agenda uh, being promoted and propagandized and but elected. Like, the mudsling is is unprecedented, right? Because the essentially his presidency started out like right out the gates that it's a fraudulent election, right? Hillary yes. won the majority of the vote. He won the electoral college. Yep. Supposed Russian interference, which uh, Facebook ads, man. Right. Several I intelligence <laughs> agencies says was the case. And then there was the Russian collusion narrative and Spygate, which turned out to be a complete fraud. Yep. And you would think that there'd be bigger repercussions for all those people involved. And nope. as far as I understand, that investigation is still ongoing, which is what makes me think that this must go all the way to the top what makes me think that it goes like because i was kind of i was kind of warm to the idea that maybe the russian the russia investigation was just really petty democrats and like a few deep state bureaucrats but then the news came out that i think it was like 15 iphones got completely erased from Mueller's team it's like okay i'm 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 pretty convinced that this whole thing is i don't want to say fraudulent but uh i mean that, that is exactly what it is yeah the the steel dossier I, was completely i just fake. don't want to get a i don't want to get clinton oh yeah 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 suicided yeah <laughs> uh, but from what i understand like this also actually took place like the whole idea of colluding with russia i think mm-hmm. even during like mccain's campaign if i remember correctly somebody from the past like recent past and it I looks forget. like it's just like from the playbook let's run it again and yeah. it didn't work. Although, mm-hmm. this is what I think is hilarious to me. People on the left hate Trump so much that they still, even today, if you were to ask, did Trump collude with the Russians? They're like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, what's even crazier is that it was proven they didn't. Uh, impeachment, flop. Nothing yeah, burger, it, as they it, say. And, like, people hate him so much. Uh, if you ask them, did he say there are fine people at Charlottesville on both sides? Which is like the most easily debunked myth on the like, literally the video they show is clearly edited and like cut around. Well, because he denounces the, the white thing, supremacists. Like four seconds later, right? And yeah. not, not to mention, I mean, it is something that I think we get with Trump. Are even though he claims to use the best words, he clearly doesn't. <laughs> at least not <laughs> consistently. <laughs> they are lukewarm at best words. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. There's that kind of mudslinging. Now there's that Woodward book that came out that supposedly he quote unquote played down the pandemic. Also, what did you want him to do? Did you want him to come out and say everything's on fire, like panic? There's a virus that's going to kill all. That's the worst thing. That's the funniest part about it. He literally just says, "I didn't want to cause a panic." So that means I downplayed it is simply a nuanced way of saying you didn't want to have a panic. Granted, yeah. if it was just that, if he just said, I played it down, a little bit more suspicious. But the fact that it's followed up by another statement, not to mention mm-hmm. that this Woodward guy didn't say anything about it. You would think that that'd be his responsibility, right? If it was such a big yeah. deal. Not to mention yeah. Fauci comes out and says, well, actually, Trump represented everything that we told him and talked about uh, exactly yeah. like we talked about. So, yeah. And then also like on the idea of like just and just for the record, neither of us super pro Trump. Oh, exactly. That's the funniest yeah. part. We're just pro uh, the truth, I think. Right. 
Um, I do think it's hilarious, though. In my lifetime, I think he's been the best president, and he's still just freaking awful. <laughs> well, I think most people just hate his personality, which yeah, I think that's the... Which the, is fair. Sure, but it's the silliest thing to warrant such... What kind of looks like a coup from the media, like, from his own administration at times, from the so-called leakers and whistleblowers yeah. and stuff like that. The, the staff and, uh, members, former campaign staffers that are causing a ruckus. On top of that, uh, I also I hated Obama's personality. I thought he was kind of self-righteous. He I mean, had that elitist mentality, which a lot of politicians and presidents do. Oh, like, I hate the politician personality, right. and Obama very much had that. Yeah, and Trump just has like, I just want a normal talking person, <laughs> right? How, how um, difficult? How much to, is that to ask? Right? Yeah, but then like on top of just the lies and propaganda, uh, trying to kind of brew an overt sense of hatred about this guy right uh that that anonymous source about calling war victims suckers and losers it's like you really expect us to believe your anonymous source on this people on the left totally did a a bunch of my liberal friends are just like oh see i knew he was a bad guy what do you what do you conservatives say now and I'm looking at yeah. my conservative friends, and they're like, "We we legit just don't believe it." And yeah. I'm like, "I got I kind of see their point." <laughs> I honest uh, I forget if it was you that sent it, or or Jake, or if I just saw it on my own. But somebody said like, um, "At least Obama had respect for the troops or something." And somebody responded, "You know, I mean, I would take." somebody who calls them losers but doesn't start any new engagements to sacrifice their lives over somebody who talks nice and then acts poorly Woof. and they were, and it was just like the next comment was who oh, have trump's a fascist and you know whatever uh, and then it goes down that but route. yeah like if you want to play the game of who really cares about the military more you can call them a loser and not sacrifice their lives and i would argue you probably care about them more right yeah and like again i don't even believe he said it it just seems so ridiculous (laughs) not to mention i think uh bolton was there and he said that he didn't hear anything about this so yeah and bolton's from what i understand not a fan they don't like each other yeah not to mention like these are such crazy (laughs) i don't know they they seem like childish things to complain about i would expect someone to go about policy right if you want to attack trump's policy on COVID 19 i feel like that's a conversation we can have which by the way he's supposed to really leave it up to the governors of states to how they deal with stuff he did he did okay like until he started just making money up out of thin air i thought he was doing okay yeah until until we got to like federal stimulus and like quote stimulus that went straight to wall street and the banks uh Which, again, Whoops. this it's so weird to me. Why do we expect the president to fix everything? Yeah. I forget who it was that was essentially describing the history of presidents. And essentially, Teddy Roosevelt's the one that decided to become, like, the people's president and really yeah. play the whole popularity game, which yeah. isn't what the president's supposed to be doing. He's the Had commander an unprecedented in chief. Uh, number of executive orders over a thousand right it was something in a year astronomical yeah that's like three a day i can't i don't even think that much a day right. and it's just like making <laughs> making laws <laughs> so so we've got all this going on i'm really excited for whatever supposed october surprise is supposed to come out because do you, you want to uh, uh or i was gonna say if we want to transition 
to another thing that's bananas. They are also now blaming Trump for the fires in California that oh, has been happening for right. decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decades. For whatever reason, accord if you were to watch mainstream media, the I guess consensus is the reason why California is on fire. And I mean fire tornado level fire like the sky is orange exactly fire and brimstone hailing down on california it's because donald trump doesn't believe in climate change yes that's why and i don't know about you ryan but i feel yes. like especially because there are reports of arsonists right <laughs> people who start fires for fun right (laughs) you mean (laughs) so there's that and for whatever reason trump's hatred supposed hatred of science is what caused this fire and you can probably tell me off the top of your head what was it called the fire or the brush suppression how do they how do they phrase it yeah so first uh i i want to the idea that voting for one senile old man over the other is going to fix the climate from warming is... Oh, 100% though, right? Stupid. Um, also... Because just, science I, is real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the science and, and, is settled. And, and when you say it, when you, when you just put the words into existence that science is real, that means the fires are going to stop. That means COVID goes away, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean... Everybody Masks start to sci- work all of a sudden. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Everybody knows the scientific method. You create an hypothesis. You test it, and once you get the answer you want, that's it. And you, you just keep ever saying test it, it again. over and over again. The science is settled. <laughs> the science is settled. So I, I think it's hilarious that I, I just Googled it to make sure I wasn't going to spread misinformation. So since <laughs> We 19- don't want to get flagged, right? Since 1900, the uh, average surface air temperature has increased by one degree Celsius, about 1.8 Fahrenheit. Um, So I think the idea that 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit is responsible for these outrageous fires. That's how ignition starts, um, right? In just Democrat cities. See, don't you feel like a fool for using your central heating during the wintertime? You could just use climate change. (laughs) Right? <laughs> and I'm not saying that like climate change isn't real or isn't happening, but I'm saying like to scapegoat climate change for this thing is ridiculous. And Henry and I did some research to find out what what is actually going on. And what's actually going on is um instead of letting controlled burns and periodical burns go on un uh, unhampered, every time a fire starts they put it out. And that just allows dead brush and dead twigs and leaves, you know, all this stuff, just pile up on the ground instead of using, again, the controlled burns that, you know, private property owners and people in not California (laughs) use. Um, But that's the the funny part is, right, that supposedly the owners of private property, right, surrounding these lands, they didn't want the brush to be burned. There's a, uh, I think it's a USA, USA Today article um, saying that a lot of people didn't want controlled fires near their home, so they didn't do the controlled fires, and now the big wildfire came out and burned their homes down. So it's like you should have taken the controlled burns. You so it's just about essentially it. it's, it's it's essentially turning the entire state into one big primed tinderbox doused in oil, <laughs> right? Uh, just ready for like again a single arsonist to just set it off because there's just that much Which, stuff just 
laying around on the ground. So it's the incompetence of the government Which, like, that caused it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like snickering a little bit, and it's not because it's funny. Well. But the part that does humor me a little bit is that the funding that go, that's supposed to go towards <laughs> these was actually put towards, quote-unquote, education. Yeah. As opposed to actually dealing with the problem. So education on the fire, which I think the, uh, the actual unit itself, I think it's California Fire. They're the ones that are responsible for the state lands. Mm-hmm. And the money that was supposed to go towards brush clearance or firefighting actually goes to, quote-unquote, education on the topic. Well, it looks like that didn't help, help, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, on that point, on uh, so the argument from libertarians, to me, should be private property owners take care of land better than the state ever could. And... To make that point, there is a graph I've got of the uh, percent of federally owned land by state. So in California, there's approximately uh, 45.3% of the land is federally owned or state owned. Um, You can compare that to Georgia at 3.8, South Carolina at 2.9, and Alabama at 1.6. And guess where there's not a lot of fires? (laughs) in those places and right. i know that's a different like climate and a different uh environmental area but still do, like if if you're gonna mandate that this land is gonna be taken care of by the government federal or state are then the fires are your fault like you have to make sure it's you're either taken it. care of or not gonna <laughs> happen and it's such an easy th- like don't let fuel just sit on the ground it's so easy I'm not a scientist. I know this. I mean, yo, but man, that climate change is just going to make it go poof, right? And also the idea that uh, California, the richest state and like the most taxed state and the most liberal state on the planet. didn't have the resources. They didn't have the resources. Like their state is on fire. They just had rolling blackouts. Like there's crap all over the streets there's in San Francisco. incredible amounts of homeless people. It, like they're 50% of the homeless population in the country. It's a, yeah. In it's, just that one state. I'm like, again, check that stat. I'm 95% sure on that stat. But um, here's the weirdest part, right? So like, those are all issues. They're not funny. I wish that, I wish the best for them and that they could figure this all out, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of funny to me because they keep saying like, government is our solution. Oh, and sure. Clearly, but the, it's not. The best part of the politics here was that in that news conference where the California representatives are talking to Trump, they, they go like this. They say, we acknowledge that we should have done something about the brush. But <laughs> could you please admit that climate change is real? It's, and Trump's just like, wrong. <laughs> in his yeah. general Trump way, just like, nope. He's like, I like science and my science is the best. And the scientists would agree that you're wrong. It was, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I don't blame him for that. Because how in the world do you go from this is a disaster that we need to deal with to making somebody submit to whatever your worldview is. Right? I mean, it's the it's the Rahm Emanuel thing. Never let a crisis go to waste. Bananas. Like, and that's what they're doing with the COVID thing. Like, I am... I would Worldwide, almost, though. Not even just here. The draconian yeah. measures everywhere. Dude, I, I would be willing to... Except for Sweden, by right. the way. <laughs> because they did it different um, the whole time. Because they did it right. 
Right. They did it exactly the way libertarians would have done it, and it works. So I'm just saying, let's extrapolate that out into every sector. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm like 90% sure that we're going to end up with some sort of UBI out of this. That, that's that's kind of mine. It feels like it. Yeah, Although, there's a, we can just keep printing money and doing this and handing it out. But I guess the question is, are they doing it just to sustain peace until the election are they doing it because they're in a trajectory towards something do they want to keep it forever are they really trying to take us towards a more socialist approach to economy is that the end goal i think if on like november 3rd or whatever uh or when did when does the president get in like early january january 1st right i thought i I think so i i don't know um that that is something i feel like i should just know off the top (laughs) of my head but i don't um January 1st, let's say, if Biden and Harris get in, and then on January 3rd, Biden dies and Harris is president, uh, <laughs> then for sure, I can see something coming out of it where there, where she says, like, oh, there's, what is it now, 50 million people out of work, so this is going to be available to everybody, because it's not fair that only the unemployed are getting these, like, stimulus checks or you know like unemployment benefits and i just sent us uh, the group chat a an article saying what is it sixty thousand uh businesses i'm going to find this link really fast while you it's, look that up the president um, is sworn in on january 20th in 2021 gotcha um yeah uh 60 of business closures due to the coronavirus pandemic are now permanent yeah that's a few which just think um, about it we went from oh we're just gonna lock down for two weeks the day to... 180 Ugh. i think i saw that we just passed um it is ri- ridiculous and again like we we just did a video on the COVID thing and all the numbers and we talked about this a little bit fauci wasn't considering the economic damage when he uh, prop- um What's the word I'm looking for? When he was recommending. Uh, ad- advocated for these lockdowns. There you go. He wasn't thinking about the economic damage. He said, like, you have other people you should listen to about that. And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, we were only listening to you, apparently, because we went about this the worst way possible. Which, when you look at Australia, right? Yeah, that scares me a lot. They are tackling people in the street for not wearing masks. And which forcibly of course, putting masks on people. Which we can, you know, that's a whole rabbit hole do the masks work? Do they not work? And so forth. But it just seems like the best excuse in the world. Because look at Australia, right? Was it 20 mm-hmm. years ago? They decided to take all the guns away. Yeah. Right? And everyone's yeah. like, oh, all right, mate. I seems like a good audit, right? <laughs> and now, basically, the government is doing everything that people warned them against. They're like, you know, if the government yeah. decided to go AWOL and just do whatever they want, there's not, oh, there's practically nothing you can do about it. And they're like, yeah. what you mean, mate? We'll be fine. Well, guess what? Yeah. Somebody's not so peachy no mo. Yeah. And I saw, um, I think it was like, it was either like a prime minister or like chief of police or something. I actually, I, I forget. I'm sorry. But um, after somebody got like kicked in the head by a cop for not wearing a mask or going to a protest or something, the the guy, it must have been the chief of police because he was talking about the police, maybe. Um, the guy said oh, well, this could have been avoided if he didn't go to a protest. And it's like, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you just got what? rid of your, your human rights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They don't have rights. They don't have a constitution that does such a good job protecting their God-given right. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, it's so dark. Oh, and then what was, the, what was the deal in England? Was that in Parliament? 
where that guy got up and said that if we continue, if we go back into a lockdown, which I think they're considering in the UK, that they would have basically an insurrection. And I think he threatens that the people will march into the parliament and hang everybody. And that they'd I be for- right. <laughs> yeah, and that they would be right. Yeah, that was yeah. The, the way he ended was, that. Yeah, it was a meme video. And then the metal breakdown starts with Rothbard <laughs> with laser eyes. Yeah. Um, but actually, yeah. Like, if you think about it, like, that's real talk. That is, you're, you're literally talking about an uprising because of the way that the government is following through with all this COVID stuff. Yeah. And it does seem like exactly what, because the government always wants to justify its power. And yeah. it always wants to 100%. grow. It wants to sustain itself. Thousand percent. So you have to ask yourself, are they doing this because they actually care about people's health or do they care about themselves? And who does the government always protect first? Themselves. Boom. And guess, who's, guess what demographic largely makes up the government? Older people. And guess what uh, <laughs> demographic is largely susceptible to COVID? Older people. Well, yeah, that, there's always that. But I mean, yeah. I'm, it just reminds me of during all the quote unquote fiery peaceful protests when I think it was even the Chicago mayor decided to have her house protected but yeah. they're also like going along the lines of defund the police like using that rhetoric yeah and like on top of that it's like okay you want to defund the police but you're gonna hire police to protect you and also you're very 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 pro gun control but you're gonna hire people with guns to protect you it's right. very much rules for thee but not me yeah exactly um and it's and you see that with like Nancy Pelosi's hair salon thing, whenever like Cuomo's going out without a mask, you know, like every one of these liberal politicians are saying one thing and doing exactly the opposite. And it's beyond frustrating. And it's uh, like Bernie Sanders, for example, gave like one percent of his income to charity, and he's saying like I'm gonna tax you at seventy percent to pay for all of these charitable uh, policies. And it's like, okay, then lead by example then. Which like do it it's so suspect if if the government is doing this kind of stuff and this is by the way this is worldwide and i think it was Mm -hmm. even at the un which i might be wrong it may have been like a davos meeting or something like that where trump was essentially saying that america is going to look out for itself and the american people are going to look out for themselves and so forth and then someone at the un said that donald trump is the most dangerous person to like the safety of the world or to the like essentially globalism if we're going to be real yeah. honest about it yeah and now he's the one that's advocating drain the swamp still and the swamp is getting real pissed off yes <laughs> the swamp is fighting back and like i'm not one of those people who think trump's done an, an exceptional i think he's done a pretty solid job if you're paying attention of exposing the the swamp but I don't think he's done very good at draining it. I mean, he's he's just Henry, a dude, do you, right? Do oh, absolutely. Agree I mean, with that a little to bit? me, he's he's just been somebody. I expected just four years to go by, and he was just a guy, right? Yeah, and that's nope. really all I expected. And now, for whatever reason, this Hydra around the world is so terrified of the guy that we thought was going to be the most incompetent president in history. Yeah. So, like, does that not resonate strangely? The guy yeah. that's supposed to be incompetent and stupid is the danger to the entire world, it looks like. And we're supposed to have checks and balances. You're really supposed to just vote him out. You don't have to sling mud and do all this really bizarre yeah, strategy. Yeah, and, and that's uh, something I've said to basically every person who will listen is 
if you're so pissed off about Trump being able to do like X, Y, and Z, like take your pick. I think there's a million things that he's done that is horrible and immoral. But if you if he has that much, but power, like, did he do this as president, or did he just do that in his personal life? As president, I'm talking mainly about the Saudi arms deal. Ah, that to me, like a hundred billion dollars of weapons to go bomb the children and civilians of Yemen. No, not about it. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like to me, that is. Although I mean, he was the sole, an, was he an the impeach- sole decider for that? He signed. Uh, he did like a whole press conference and he's like. I'm not gonna let this go to waste. This is a hundred billion to like American companies or whatever he said. And I'm like, to to me, that is triable for war crimes. Like he should be hung. You know, like ah, that's I I you I don't know that that's a you're like two steps removed. Oh, I don't know. I've I've seen what they're doing to Yemen. I don't like it. Uh, Oh right. Yeah. Uh, you can't go after the kids. You can't you can't do it. Don't bomb hospitals. Um, don't make a weird movie about them. Am I right? Yeah. True, <laughs> um, but like, if you if he has that much power to be able to just do these horrific things, uh, like whatever it is to you specifically, then the president has too much power. Which, so by the way, those are typically back. typically go through the impeachment process, right, for something like that. Yeah, and instead, like this whole mail-in ballot thing. From what I understand, you can have uh, ballot harvesters. You can have people go door to door essentially mm-hmm. coax people that otherwise wouldn't vote to be like hey you know you should you should vote and here's the ballot yeah. uh, i'll fill it out for you and then take it in i guess technically that's legal but it's supposed to be the individual's responsibility that the individual goes and does their due diligence to make sure that their ballot is cast not that somebody yeah. essentially does it for you yeah that's i mean that that is I mean, about as fraudulent man the the whole mail-in voting thing like just to like go off that for a second, I, I I saw the number eighty million ballots, or eighty million people are expected to vote by mail. Right. And I just want to know how many of them are typically non-voters. And like I I put it on my Instagram, uh, my personal one a little bit ago, and I got a little bit of pushback from a handful of people saying if you have to be reminded to vote, then don't. He was like politics is dense politics you have to have been following it and if you hadn't thought to vote until like i got an email from uber telling me to register to vote if an email from uber is what had to remind you to register to vote you have no business having any say in what our foreign policy our economic our monetary policy our healthcare system what any of that looks like because clearly you weren't paying attention enough to know what's actually going on and the idea that there's just going to be millions of people who would have never voted before getting a ballot in the mail and just being like, oh, well, I've heard a ton that Trump is the worst and just like filling it out for Biden mind- mindlessly. Well, not to mention all the insane. other candidates that we're voting on. It, yeah, yeah, but like it, on every level of local to uh, federal government, it's just like it dry again not a fan of democracy it's been a few episodes since i've said it not a fan (laughs) (laughs) at all so the idea that we're just going to get a bunch of people who have no business having a say which like what was i mean i think if you're looking at our education statistics which was it like 37 percent? it was something like that Mm -hmm. of millennials that essentially aren't aware of what the holocaust exactly is was that the right stat yeah uh let me because i sent that to you guys as yeah. well um 
I'm a, I'm a Twitter addict, so Which, I just send so them like, a bunch of. <laughs> I mean, like you know, why you find that? Uh, essentially, people that aren't particularly aware of much, our education scores keep going down. Nearly two thirds of U.S. young adults unaware six million Jews killed in the Holocaust, which I don't get because every single year, I, I I've read the book uh, Night by uh, what's his, what's his name. Uh, I, I forget the book Night, uh, which is like a this biography of a Holocaust survivor. Oh, I mean, I've, there's Anne Frank. I thought that was mandatory reading. Yeah, I've read that one too. Now it's gonna bother me. Night by Ellie Wiesel. That's who. I've read that book like six times in school. So the idea that people don't know about the Holocaust is crazy. Because that and slavery, all I learned about. Oh yeah, I mean, starting from at least like fourth or fifth grade like mm-hmm. every year it gets if not an entire study into it at least several mentions it, it for me it was basically like an entire semester a year on one of the two of those so anyway then we're gonna essentially get all these people that don't even know that the holocaust happened to yeah. vote on yeah. issues that they don't pay attention to yeah and like i don't want to sound like an elitist or something but i've I mean, this, read, I mean, the bar is real low on this one. Yeah, dude, like, nobody knows, like, the average person doesn't know much about economics at all. I'm not saying I know everything, but I've read something about it. Here's the like, worst I know, part. I know Do the we basics. even know what the policies are for these presidential no. candidates going forward? <laughs> Barely. Right? <laughs> it's just, uh, like, empty promises of, I promise to spend more than the other guy. It's like, oh, oh man. Well, I want you to spend way less. This How about is, zero? <laughs> there was a Biden um, commercial that just really started to get on my nerves. And it, it comes up every single time I watch something on YouTube. And essentially, he's like, I care about you. I'm going to take care of you. I want you to have your best life. It's like, I thought you were in the executive branch, sir. I don't think yeah. <laughs> you're going to be coming down while I'm brushing my teeth and make sure that I'm flossing properly. That's not your job. Yeah, and also, uh, if you want me to live my best life, you said you were going to lock the country down again if a scientist recommended it. And guess what has ruined millions and millions of lives? The lockdown. So, not to mention, you're man, lying. Like, <laughs> like science. This whole, like, science is real. Yet, all these guys don't want to actually discuss the science of it or talk to scientists that disagree. Oh, like the lady from China, right? Yeah. The virologist, who is essentially is a whistleblower, that has yeah. a 26-page expose, let's call it, but it's actually like lab work with all kinds of molecular diagrams. And she says that she's able to prove that the COVID-19 virus was made in a lab, which a lot of people suspected. Mm-hmm. She goes so far as to say it was released intentionally. Now, the yeah. evidence for that I haven't exactly seen yet because guess what? She got suspended from Twitter. Her videos and, are being taken off Facebook. So the more yeah. I start to like look for her work, you really need to start digging. And I swear, if I need to go to like band.video to see her interviews and stuff, like I'm going to flip a table. Yeah, or, or just get to the dark web and it's like, all right, here's where the actual news is. <laughs> right. How many Bitcoin do I need to pay to get this URL? Yeah, well, it's fine to paywall <laughs> just in crypto. Um, yeah, and like that that lady the uh like eric erickson that right. one california doctor like the party of quote science is like just the science i agree with the uh the science uh what was it the american scientific community or something the the journal um, 
I think, or magazine. Uh, I, I think so. I sent it to you guys, and it was uh, like the tweet was basically for the last 175 years, we haven't endorsed a, uh, a presidential candidate until now. This is a matter of life and death. We endorsed right. Joe Biden, and it's like I read it as a cynic and a person who's not fond of the political process. Scientists haven't been politically compromised until now. Until today. <laughs> yeah. Right? Man. And like, this is just a good reminder that uh, scientists can be bought as easy as politicians. I mean, essentially, a lot of research is all funded by somebody yeah. that wants something. So. Yeah. And the government subsidizes a lot of it. Rand right. Paul one time went on a like a massive rant. And I, once a year, he actually... Um, Post like a, a a pamphlet or a um an infographic about how much waste there is in government, and he'll just go down the list and be like, "And we spent a hundred million dollars studying the sexual habits of quail on cocaine, and then we spent a hundred million and just like going down." It's that really list. some stuff that and I need to know. That was know? actually one of them. No, for the sure. sex habits yeah, of quail on cocaine. Absolutely like crazy. Every time that uh that Which again, comes like, out, perfect. The fact that. The, you start to see party lines on science. If that's not the mm -hmm. biggest red flag, yeah. I don't know what is. As, yeah. Not to mention, we've got issues with when does life actually start? And we're going to kill all those fetuses. The party that's all for not acknowledging what gender someone biologically is. So yep. that's dope. Uh, what's another? Give me another one. There's got to be uh, more. They ignore economics wholeheartedly. Oh, sure. <laughs> But if even you want like to consider the, that a science, uh, it's more of a, 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 it's a social science, so I guess it counts. <laughs> all They're trying the to turn it into a hard science, though. And all I don't, of the COVID it's not stuff, you would think that if they loved science so much, we would look into nutrition, how to boost your immunity, we, sleep better, we don't would drink look alcohol. At, like the actual effects of hydroxychloroquine, chloroquine, and more than just like one botched study from the UK, I think it right. was. So. I'm not, and I get. I'm not saying that that's the cure that some people are saying. I'm just saying they didn't even give it the light of day. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Not being able to talk about something, it, right? it Not instantly, letting experts talk about something. So the, that instantly makes me think because they're so against hydroxychloroquine, instantly makes me think it's as effective as people say it is. And I, like, I have no proof. I've not done the research, but just because they're so against it, it makes and like with something like this. People, when they land in, like, African countries where malaria is a problem, they're handed hydroxychloroquine like it's Advil. They're just like, oh, as a precaution, take Like a this. toilet when you get off of the, the plane. Just like, yeah, yeah, so it's just like, obviously it's not that dangerous because it's handed out like it's candy, basically. So why not? Let's just study this. But it this. kills people, Ryan. Yeah, when you dose them with, like, 500% of the yeah. uh, recommended dose, that it was something like that. It was... um. Like the study that was so bad, you saw it too, right? Yeah, no, I'm yeah, not yeah, making yeah, that yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, the the study that people are pointing to, saying like, look, it's killing people in COVID, and they that's were what's overdosing these people. Well into COVID, did people actually start pointing that out, and then it got retracted? So yeah, thanks. But the media still community. ran with it, just yeah. like when they lied about the Iraq War, lied about the Afghanistan War. The people on the news that were pushing this war, knowing that there was nothing behind it. Zero repercussions. I remember even saying there was a Nancy Pelosi clip where she said we had intel to say there wasn't WMDs, but I voted for it anyways. It's yeah. like, you should be in jail oh, for, for that. 
Like, oh my God. <laughs> Which, and again, if people weren't so emotionally attached or didn't have their identity attached to their so-called political affiliation, you yeah. wouldn't get duped for stuff like this. Or you w- yeah. this wouldn't even be like the target that would be used, right? Yeah. If everybody trusted the news and the government the same way like we trust one another, your, mm-hmm. your average person doesn't trust strangers. So why would you yeah. trust a stranger that's on the TV telling you what to believe? That is a bananas. Yeah, uh, one of the breaking points for me and like just becoming a cynic and not believing anything was um, around the time where there was like the YouTube adpocalypse and some things in the music industry with like Spotify and whatever were happening kind of at the same time. Um, people on the news would be talking about it and just getting horrible like stuff horribly wrong and like henry and i are musicians so we kind of know a little bit of the behind the scenes and they were just getting things completely wrong like exactly the opposite of right and then they would flip to like and here's what's going on in syria and you're just supposed to sit there and be like well they're right on this one it's like no like when you get into our neck of the woods of like things we know about you're you have no idea what's going on but you want us to trust you on everything else like that I just don't trust you at all. <laughs> so this does, since you mentioned Syria, this is, I think, something that I feel like most people don't know about but because they just kind of forgot. But this mm-hmm. was back when supposed chemical weapons were used in Syria, and the BBC went in to do coverage of it. And I think some ambassador's daughter was even like crying in front of Congress or something like that. And it yeah. turned out to be completely fabricated. Yep. And there was even footage that, by the way, I think... Russia Today was the source that broke the story that this is all fake footage because they got extended clips where like a guy is supposed to be like dead on a table from the gas attack and mm-hmm. literally someone's just like, all right, we're good. And the guy just gets up like, oh, we're good. Thumbs up. All right, next scene. <laughs> like, yo, when are you going to wake the F up? Yeah, there was a WikiLeaks uh, thing that came out that it was like the the agency in charge of like, tracing chemical weapons or something like that said like yeah yeah well we were wrong on this one it's like oh so we just destabilized an entire country and killed thousands and thousands and thousands of people for nothing again for generations to come and then we wonder why they hate us yeah we we uh installed a slave trade or or there's open air slave and sex markets in uh libya oh man and obama did it and actually speaking of which judd apatow director hollywood right yeah uh he's doing an interview that i i'm not sure it's dropped yet because i think i just saw like a teaser for it Mm -hmm. and he essentially said you can't write any movies right now in hollywood if you wanted to like let's say talk about the was it the jiang province in china and how they use slave labor to make a lot of products you can't touch it because these corporations have a basically like a death grip on media yeah well okay so what about free speech now right yeah yeah um and like oh was, anyways, by the way just real quick <laughs> yeah. not to like cut you off no, but good. now when we, now when we want to talk about like like the me too movement and like black lives matter blue lives matter all lives matter uh all this stuff about kids and blah 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 and yeah. and literally corporations are just like you can only talk about what we let you talk about yeah okay more or less unreal i do think it's hilarious though on like the movies in china thing um do you remember uh i I guess it was probably a year ago now when georgia uh wrote 
and passed a heartbeat bill for abortion. Oh, this sounds oddly familiar. Please refresh my mind. Uh, Georgia wrote and passed a heartbeat bill where you couldn't have an abortion if there was a heartbeat. That's oh what I yeah yeah yeah, remember. and then you couldn't go film there. And like no, they, then, is that uh, the thing? And then Hollywood was like, we've we uh, respect women's rights and the right to choose, so we're not going to do any business there. And then Mulan was filmed like 15 miles away from a Uyghur concentration camp. Yeah, and it's like, dude, what? Right. Uh, this was the same deal. So essentially, I don't know if people know that, but in Atlanta, they do a lot of filming for Hollywood. So that's why that was a yeah. big deal. So there's a lot of businesses that rely on that. So mm-hmm. when Hollywood just says, oh, well, we're not going to do business there. That means whoever is doing sets, the, whoever is part of the production crews there and so forth. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, and I think this was also in North Carolina, when the whole situation with the bathroom bill. Yeah. Because yeah. even like comedians would not go play their shows like yeah. Bruce Springsteen and the lights canceled all their uh, shows. PayPal was going to put a headquarters in there. And now they, I guess they, and, they don't they because of that. Yeah. Because so, of, because of a bathroom, but like it's, it's ridiculous. First government should have had no say. In, oh yeah. hundred I mean, percent. But even when they do overstep their bounds, this is such a ridiculous one to just get like real uptight about man. Which like, by the way, and it, they played the populace like a fiddle. Yeah. Or at least the the people that they're pandering to. Yeah. Oh man, good times, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so good, man. Yeah. I, I forget who I was talking to uh, recently, uh, and I was just saying, man, like 2020 has been like the best year. It it is like, you can't write a book this good. Yeah, it does feel like you're kind of in a movie a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely. Um. So, and people I are showing it. their true colors. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, it, it it has done that. Like even we're not. I'm not even talking like politicians. Like people you know are like just pretty openly like, if you don't agree with me, I think you're a murderer. Right. So, uh, and it's like, oh well, I guess we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I guess that's just the only logically consistent answer to that <laughs> what's what's funny is like so that's definitely and i think we all know which political persuasion is that right oh the, the both actually i've got well, <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna say on the flip side the flip side is like oh that's how you feel well i don't like you anyway it's that's yeah. basically like the retort and like i'm super about people uh ideologically segregating i'm super wait, wait, did about you, it. did you say you you do like that you like that i love it can you uh, explain what you mean by that? Yeah, so, it, for example, I think one of the most basic human rights on the face of the planet is your right to defend yourself and property. Not free housing? But then you have people who think that's free a, income? A, more, <laughs> a more God-given right than doing that. So, like, we are on two completely separate planes of existence, basically. Like, we don't agree. If we can't agree on what is the most basic necessities of human rights, then I don't want to live with you. And we shouldn't be forced to try to like compromise and find, like work it out. No, you go over there and I'll go over here and we'll just peacefully coexist. But we have this massive federal government that's people are just fighting and propagandizing and lobbying for that. We'll just take one dominating worldview and just impose it on everybody. And the Republican thing of like, in theory, decentralizing, super about it. I would like it if it got decentralized down to the individual. But Which I'll, they don't. I'll, 
I'll deal with the state right now. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll go down to state and county levels. Um, but you have the Democrats who just want to make essentially all of the states uniform via the federal government. To me, I, that's that's what it looks like to me. I mean, it does feel like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like. Well, oh, I mean, I specifically progressives. I feel like if we're, they're the ones that seem to be super gung ho about it. They are not about compromise. No, they've definitely taken over the Democrats, though. Sort like, of. Kam- Kamala Harris is a radical. Uh, Joe Biden is pretty moderate for relative to like status, but I guess Kamala I was looking Harris at. Radical. Not necessarily. I was looking at it more from like a societal point of view, like the the people that I know, the people that gotcha. I kind of interact with that are Democrats or left leaning. Yeah. I guess what's interesting is a lot of them tend to be socially progressive, and I think some of them flirt with the idea of being like progressive, progressive. Yeah. But I feel like the only reason for that is because it hasn't really been a national discussion yet. Like we're getting there. Like well, once it like universal income comes you, out yeah, and UBI. you actually start to get like massive arguments going i feel like a lot of people might pump the brakes be like whoa no 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 no. actually i take that back i i'm not down but i, I think i think we've had the opportunity oh i that. mean you've got the opportunity all day or, to actually think about stuff but, but what i'm saying is like like obama was talking about doing the universal health care thing like we've been having the discussion of are we going to keep doing this pseudo free market thing or are we going to turn into yeah. a more controlled economy especially in these industries so we've been having the conversation and i was kind of hopeful that trump winning was going to be a sign that maybe we're going to move towards a more it was like, a sign maybe I mean, he libertarian got rid of the thing. mandate didn't he he, he did, uh, but I'm saying like generally, like I don't like tariffs, I don't like trade wars, I don't, you know, like it's so I, funny though. Like you're you're definitely looking at it. It's funny you've got two things going on. You're talking about the segregation of ideologies, and then you're also looking at big picture stuff. Yeah. So what I think would be interesting is I I'm totally on board with the idea that people segregate on their political ideologies i mm-hmm. almost feel like you naturally would like you're not yeah. gonna date somebody you hate that doesn't make yeah. any sense but people have and I, maybe it's a generational thing we're so many generations deep at this point into the mm-hmm. idea of a nation state yeah. that we think that we have to and that one yeah. time when we decided to not be a nation state a million people died so i yeah. wonder if that's partially why people are a little bit apprehensive of it but yo what if we were able to change the dialogue a little bit and and really so? just so you've got like nancy pelosi she's supposed to be a representative from california how about we yeah. send her back to california deal with it yeah no no more of this broad stroke stuff for the country and i feel like every state right now has a lot of legitimate problems let's deal with them yeah and send the congressman home for now like oh, pause I, all this junk. Like I legitimately, if we abolish the federal government, I'd be super on board with that. Like it, it, I just, it's done way more harm than good. And I think people would be much better off if there actually was a, a massive difference between states. And again, Democrats on a federal level level are pushing for there not to be that much of a difference between the states. They're looking. It's to funny because like stamp they milk dry their uh, states and now they need to milk dry other states yeah exactly like california is bankrupt and we want and they're they're the same people pushing for a massive like social welfare net that we would have to then 
milk dry everybody else like you right. just said it's like so california can't pay for itself already so we're going to increase how much it owes yeah, it's funny it's kind of like they they stole the idea from the banks right they just want bailouts they want everybody else to bail them out <laughs> it's like oh we made all the bad loans and uh right. now the day is due <laughs> man yeah. ah, it is feels good feels good here. yeah well does it yeah, it feels real it feels good to let that out <laughs> i mean like a little bit <laughs> um the, oh which uh i i mean dang look at detroit look at chicago new york yeah. look at portland now california the whole place this mass exodus people leaving new york city people leaving and if you're one of those people leaving keep your voting record there do not yeah. bring it with you so oh, this was one point that i was actually going to point out <laughs> a point that i was going to point out gets pointy <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> It's the whole. It's a lot of progressives are trying to push the idea of collectivism. Yes, and it's a mistake. Hundred percent cancerous. I, even <laughs> what? I, yeah. What I think is interesting though is, could you imagine if people were a little bit more individually driven, they would pay so much more attention to the things that are impacting their lives. Yeah. <laughs> they would pay attention to what are corporations doing? Like, how are they outsourcing work, and what are they doing with the labor over there? Yeah. Right. What are they putting in the water? What are they putting in the food? Mm -hmm. Why why is the number one thing that's killing people right now? Because people are unhealthy to begin with. Yeah. Maybe if people did what Japan does, right? They've got incredible preventative care. Mm -hmm. And again, individualism, not collectivism. And the same way if you were to apply that to your political ideology, now a state, you deal with yourself. Counties, deal with yourself, right? Individuals deal with yeah. yourself <laughs> and what's fascinating is if you're nice let's say you're a county and you need some help and you're nice all around people can get behind you to be like oh you've got some issues well we're happy to help how we can right yeah. maybe counties can loan one another resources or something like that yeah. or come up with different ways to improve let's say employment yeah right and honestly taxes would go down more than likely and i am all about that the less theft the better am i right and uh, (laughs) if you're constantly looking out for your neighbor then think about how employment like there really wouldn't be too much unemployment in the sense that the moment someone's unemployed like the resources would start going around for like oh instead of like an unemployment office it'd be Mm -hmm. essentially something like that but especially right now where we're gonna have to jump start the economy a whole bunch of new businesses are gonna take off you really are just going to have all hands on deck. Yeah. And I feel like people would be a lot less picky because they wouldn't be like a basic income to lean on. They would literally grab whatever they can. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's actually an entire chapter in uh, For New Liberty uh, by Rothbard because, of course, every book is by Rothbard when you're talking <laughs> to a uh, free market libertarian. Um, but uh, there's an entire chapter about how the Mormons actually... Um, have a social net set up voluntarily and like Jew, Jews have the same sort of thing largely where it in their faith it is shameful to be on welfare so they do their best to make sure nobody in the church is on welfare they will voluntarily help them out to get by like the few months maybe or, or like weeks or months or however long it is to like get uh, them through it but all of them collectively 
will try to get them a job, even if it's at the church, like something. And I think more of that, definitely better. But then you have to be a Mormon, so it's kind of a... It's fascinating. <laughs> well, that's so a like joke. Any, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> people get so upset when you want to point at faith-based, I guess. Right, and it doesn't have to be a church. It just small groups that care about each other. But I was just going to say, if you just look at any kind of culture that was rooted in something that held the community together. So mm-hmm. even, for example, like you mentioned Jewish families, it reminded me of the idea of arranged marriages, right? Yeah. Which is something that is still to this day in like culture in India, right? Yeah. And what's interesting is, from what I understand, they are emotionally connected to that person longer because they know in advance, oftentimes even when they're teenagers, who they're going to be married to, and their divorce rates are way lower. Yeah. Think about how different our culture would be if families stayed together, if there wasn't so many children out of wedlock, right? And I I don't want to come out super pro-arranged marriage or something, but... uh, And that's just statistics, man. Typically speaking... Your parents do know who's better for you than you do something as a hormonal young adult. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can get like super blind to maybe some of the legitimate problems that like a relationship has, but it's like, Oh, well we'll work it out. Or, you know, um, you're just like infatuated, but parents largely, they know what's good for you. Mm -hmm. Typically the good ones do at least (laughs) statistically speaking. People, for example, that move in together before they're married mm-hmm. are more likely to get divorced. Yeah. And, it, and I think it's partially rooted in the idea of it becomes like an obligation. Like, oh, we've already been living together so long. We need to get married. And then yeah. you quickly find out like, this was a terrible idea and yeah. I'm unhappy. And I feel like I did this for the wrong reason. And yeah. I think for like the first two years of an arranged marriage, supposedly they're less happy than the first two years of people that are not in an arranged marriage. But then after two years, they're happier than people that weren't in an arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. And I mean, again, you do what you want with your life, but I just think it's so interesting that we just want to ignore all that. We want to ignore ancient wisdom. Yeah. It's like, I'm not, I'm not one to promote like tradition for tradition's sake, but right. Some of them, like we got to this point in human history because of families and some level yeah. of tradition like some of it has to work and uh, like we mentioned it i think the last episode like when the black lives matter charter says we need to abolish the nuclear family it's like dude that is such the opposite of what any not just the black community but what everybody needs and why right because what, what's the reason it's rooted in capitalism and white supremacy and some other BS that they're spewing. I don't and know, it's dude. fascinating. In like the Soviet Union, they did that. And it was intentionally to create a gray mass that's a lot easier to manipulate. Yeah. Go figure. Who, who would have thought families that don't have parents to raise the kids, they typically don't have the principles distilled in them because they're always working as a right. single parent to make sure the, the kid's not starving. Yeah. So you can brainwash them pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that felt good. That felt real good. I think Jake would be proud of us. We kept it together. Well, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) I hope he's proud of us because next time... Oh, uh, it's going to get so (laughs) nutty. Do you want to give like a teaser? Uh, No. Not at all? (laughs) I mean, I mentioned it it a little bit. You did. I think that's enough. I think that's enough. 
All right, so <laughs> if, if someone's real curious, they can just rewind the tape and and see what we were talking about. They go to like minute three, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was somewhere, somewhere there. But I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be sick. I've got yeah. a lot of reading to do. Uh, same here. More so to brush off the dust, if I'm going to be real honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna get a little uh, speculative. Oh, no, 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 no. This, this is going to be hard facts. It's real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it happened. It happened. That was just to, that was just to get the feds off our case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Check that out uh, when we upload it. Um, this is going up on Thursday. The next one will be up on Monday. Mm. Uh, so that'll be Monday the 21st. Do you want to do lunch, by the way, on Sunday? I mean, we could plan this not right here. I know we're the lunch boys, so I thought we, like, we'll give them a taste of what it's I, like. A taste? Uh, uh, yeah, let's do lunch. Cool. So, And if anybody wants to join, uh, you can't. So... Uh, <laughs> Social at the lunch was uh, yeah. Speaking of socials, at the lunch boys pod on Instagram, <laughs> at the lunch boys p o one on Twitter, five stars on iTunes. Uh, we don't accept four star reviews. We have those banned. So if you're gonna, don't, please. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Uh, hit us up on Instagram or something. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Later. That's it for this week's edition of Lunch Boys. Join us again next week as we watch the boys take one step closer to getting canceled. Bye-bye now. Stay safe out there. There's a lot of COVID. You might get it. You might not. Wear a mask. Or don't. Who knows? But whatever you do, have a strong opinion about it.